and welcome to Live from the White Bronco, a podcast exploring the genius that is the modern criminal mind. My wife, Billy. Hi. And I will bring you some of the worst criminal morons we could find this week. Names were erased or changed, not protect the innocent, but because we don't want anyone to have to actually admit to any of this. Man's cocaine falls from hat during court hearing. Authorities say a man who is in a Colorado court for violating his bond on a drug charge is in even more trouble after a wad of cocaine fell from his hat while he was in front of the judge. It's reported that Colorado man was standing next to two other defendants at a local county court at a local district local county district court podium when he took his hat off and a square of folded paper fell out. A police officer watched the paper filled with cocaine fall to the floor, and after reviewing surveillance footage, authorities determined it fell from the Colorado man's hat. The suspect was then walked to the county jail and now faces charges, new charges of narcotics possession and another bond violation. Booking documents don't indicate if he's hired an attorney. It is noted that he is in the country illegally, meaning his legal woes aren't over. So part of me has to wonder if he didn't do this on purpose so that he would get himself deported or something. Or if he was here illegally, was he trying to find a way to stay here by being further arrested? Would he be arrested and detained, or would he be arrested and deported? It's hard to say. But yeah, either way, uh, don't take drugs to court. <laughs> I mean, you have to be a special kind of stupid to take drugs to court. Hide them in your hat. Remove your hat. He was probably asked to remove his hat. Right, but still... You always say that remove your hat, please. This is a courtroom. Okay, guys, if you're going to take drugs to court, hide them in your socks, because no one ever asks you to take off your socks. You take your socks off, please. This is a courtroom. <laughs> yeah, you don't hear that as often. <laughs> Poor bastard. <laughs> okay. Duo charged with terroristic threatening over dog poop. Oh, this has got to be good. Nobody likes a neighbor who won't pick up after their dog. Case in point. Two Hawaiian residents were so upset at finding dog poop in their yard that they allegedly menaced a neighbor with golf clubs. The news reporter reports that male suspect and female suspect blamed their neighbor for planting the dog feces in their yard and approached her while hurling obscenities and wielding golf clubs. The alleged victim was reportedly appraising damage to her car's windshield when the female suspect entered the car and then followed the dog owner into her house. Further, further threatening to harm her. This earned her a charge of first-degree terroristic threatening, as well as first-degree burglary and first-degree unauthorized entry to a vehicle. Felonies both. In addition to terroristic threatening, male suspect was also charged with third-degree criminal property damage. The two suspects are now prohibited from contacting the dog owner or going near her house. <laughs> now, if they were going to hurl insults, at least that's the worst they hurled. As opposed to the dog poop? The dog poop itself. <laughs> this could have gotten a lot, lot shittier, so to speak. <laughs> but golf clubs over dog shit? Oh, I don't know, man. This got rough quick. <laughs> okay, does it say... I, I may have missed it. Does it say what kind of dog? No, it doesn't say. Because I get that, like, our sister has a Bison, a Bison Free. Which, uh, bullshit. She's got a little poodle. And it has teeny tiny little poodle poops. <laughs> well, she has big, like, German shepherds on either side of her. Oh, dear. Which have gigantic German shepherd poops. <laughs> and, of course, the German shepherds get loose and poop in her front yard. And she can always tell the difference because, well, 
It's German Shepherd poop versus a Which tiny is little poodle the poop. The size of her poodle. <laughs> and she doesn't swing or throw golf clubs once. It, had, it must have been bad. It must have been really bad. <laughs> but they accused her of planting them. Like That's true, yeah. Well, and they always say that, though. I've even heard, you've even heard our sisters say, you know, they let their dog over here to do that. And that's just not, it's not true. Nobody's that jerk that make, trains their dog to go across the way to poop in your yard. It's, it's horrible. I, I mean, and it may happen so frequently that it seems like that's what's taking place. But nobody's actually sending their dog to poop in your yard. You hope. I hope. <laughs> World's worst burglar tries to pull away through door marked push. I like that it was labeled and he still fucked it up. Hey, I screw this up every day. <laughs> <laughs> if all burglars were like this guy, security companies would be out of business. Faced with a seemingly easy to solve problem, a door, this would-be robber at a bar in Illinois neighborhood couldn't quite figure it out. He pulled and pulled and pried with all of his might for seven <laughs> straight minutes. Oh, no. Even though the door was actually unlocked, no amount of pulling seemed to help. Turns out the door just needed a push. In a scene seemingly straight from an episode of The Three Stooges, a sticker on the outside of the door clearly reads, push. Take note, kids. Brute force is never a substitute for literacy. And now you know. <laughs> okay, so I've done the mistaken accidentally pulled the push door or pushed the pull door, but for seven minutes... He was, he, he was dedicated. He was going in there. How do you accidentally not push it a little bit enough to... Oh, right, this isn't working. <gasps> it gave just a little bit. And, and like... we got to go pull the other way now. <laughs> Realize. It's clearly not working. Oh, this is the way that it's supposed to go. <laughs> Obviously, this is not the way. No, you know, and I, I can actually kind of put myself in these shoes because I've been the guy that, that can't seem to work a regular door that's clearly labeled because I work in the public. And I bet you he was panicking. I bet you he was stressed out. You know, he's he's already decided to break the law, and clearly he's not an expert at it. <laughs> this may very well be his first foray into it, yeah. Yeah, this is his first B&A. <laughs> so he goes to push the door, or pull the door, and it just he, he panics, and something inside his little brain snaps, <laughs> and he just keeps pulling and pulling and pulling, and time's relative when you're stressed out, you know? <laughs> You don't. You never know how long you've actually been pulling on this poor thing, and before you know it, the cops have been staring at you for five minutes because they got here two minutes after you started breaking in. And you're just sitting there wondering, how long do you think we can watch this guy yank on this door before he finally realizes that he's straight busted? <laughs> no, at this point, we got to let him go. Come on, man. It's been seven minutes. He really, really wanted this. Oh, the Sarge saw it. we got to arrest him. Would-be robbers arrested after Chicago restaurant owner tells them to come back an hour later. Oh, no. <laughs> a pair of would-be Illinois restaurant robbers were proved not every crime has a mastermind behind it. Chicago police and prosecutors state that male idiot one and male idiot two went to the restaurant demanding food and telling the owner, I will kill you. I have a gun with me. Concerned for his customer's safety, police say the owner told the men he was too busy but to come back in an hour. And they did. When the men showed up for a second time, just after midnight, they demanded $100 in addition to the food, well, for their time. Right. The owner told the guys he needed to get his wife's checkbook, which bought him enough time to call the police. The men were charged with one count of attempted, to ag attempted aggravated robbery each. Male idiot two is also charged with possession of a replica firearm. 
According to the police, the replica used was a squirt gun. What I really love about this week's um, podcast is that Big Mike here hasn't had a chance to review any of these. No, I'm new to these <laughs> as we go as we go this time. I'm I'm learning as you guys do, so you're gonna you're gonna hear the inflection in my voice drop as I, I lose faith in the human race. <laughs> what I love is that not only did they not demand anything but food in the beginning, they were just hungry. Hungry guys. Second of all, broke. they were willing to take a check with a paper trail <laughs> for their hundred dollars. <laughs> Where are you gonna cash that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, sir. This is a two-party check you robbed at gunpoint. At squirt gunpoint. Thank you very squirt much. Squirt gunpoint. Your squirt gun leaked on the ink is running now. Because, you know, those things never hold. And, of course, I'm assuming it was loaded. I was going to say, maybe I didn't even consider the fact that it was unloaded. My assumption was that it was loaded. My assumption was that it was not like one of the little dinky dollar store ones. My assumption was that it was a really good one. High-end one, sure, because it's got to look like a firearm. Right. Terrible. Did the high-end ones leak, too? They all leak. They all leak? The super soakers leak. When I was a kid, they had the, the... Remember when super soakers got real big, and then it started off with just like the regular yellow and green one bottle awesome pump little squirt and leak all over your handgun that yeah. was cool that was really cool but no then they got into like the awesome backpack ones i remember the backpack ones the big triple bottle bazooka squirt super soaker you never had that one did you, you i had really that one oh, no you? i had that okay. one and dad made dad uh my father's a firefighter actually so uh after getting hosed down once or twice while mowing the lawn with my my little plastic squirt gun which was quite formidable for a squirt gun he went ahead and <laughs> brought some of his uh uh, brush fire gear, which is uh, known as a camel pack, and uh, it's essentially just like a five-gallon bucket and a pouch on your back with a giant sprayer in your hand, and it's got quite a bit more pressure than your average super soaker. So yeah, the, those leak, and that's professional-grade firefighting equipment. <laughs> so. So you think that the the yeah. replica firearm? I hope you guys can hear my finger quotes. The yeah. Replica firearm. Leaked. It, well, yeah. So that it, clearly, he wouldn't have loaded it because he's smart. Right. Everything about <laughs> this right here has proven that. But I wonder, like, so what did they do for an hour? Clearly, not eat. Well, they didn't get anything to eat, so they were frustrated. They're hangry. That's why they came back demanding a hundred dollars now. And guys, by the time you've pulled a firearm, whether it's real replica or not, the idea that you pulled it, you're hoping that it's real. You're hoping they'll think it's real at least. So ask for more than $100. I'm not condoning criminality here, but if you're going to point a gun at someone, you ask for more than $100. I don't know that I will kill you, I have a gun with me, is verbiage that is necessary for demanding food. Right, right. Whatever happened to the good old-fashioned Dine and Dash? I was going to say whatever happened to the good old-fashioned digging a receipt out of the trash can. <laughs> Excuse me, I never got my T-bone steak here. Go get your wife's purse. I need $100. Or is there a deeper one we're going to read next week where we find out that an Illinois man has been arrested and concurrently charged with parking tickets in the amount of $100? <laughs> what he did for an hour. Because he sat there waiting for an hour and it was the restaurant owner's fault. <laughs> okay. 
UK burglar asked judge for prison term because meetings with probation officer interfered with sleep cycle. Older generations often complain that the young have a sense of entitlement, expecting success without all the hard work. After learning this man about this man in the UK, the more lecturing may be warranted. UK man was caught burglarizing homes in February, for which he received a suspended sentence and probation. He left jail in April, noting the occasion with a post to his Facebook wall, I've just got out of jail, I'm fucking buzzing. Soon after leaving jail, however, the man stopped meeting with his probation officer. UK man found the 10 a.m. meetings with his probation officer disruptive to his sleep pattern. In front of a judge, once again, he asked to be thrown in a prison so he could sleep. I'd rather go to jail and get it out of the way, come out and get a fresh start, and not have to do probation and things like that, he told the judge. To which the judge replied, you were given a chance and you've not taken it. Many would say you were fortunate. As UK man was led out of the courtroom, he thanked the judge for the 40-week sentence. (laughs) Now, okay. I get this, actually. (laughs) I've had the work week. Where at the end of my Thursdays, it's my I, I work in a, a job where I, I drive quite a bit. I'm home every night, but I, I have to drive quite a bit to make that be true. And on Thursdays is uh, my farthest market. I drive I drive probably about between four and five hundred miles that day. And uh, I've had the day where I've thought to myself, you know, instead of driving five hundred miles today, it might be easier to just go to jail have three hots in a cot and not have to do all this damn driving <laughs> I'd get some rest <laughs> but no I haven't committed a crime to get myself put back in front of a judge <laughs> a 40 week jail sentence though that's horrible that's, that's, that's a pregnancy right that's nine months yes it is nine months <laughs> that is in fact a pregnancy poor baby <laughs> The post to his Facebook book wall, I've just got out of jail, I'm fucking buzzing. <laughs> well, you know, you gotta celebrate these occasions when you get out of jail. And 10 a.m. was too early. Well, because he was fucking buzzing from the night before, <laughs> babe. Somebody's been having too much fun. <laughs> I'm saying our, our, uh, our 16-year-old son recently started a job in fast food, and... Uh, He's actually on his way home now. Uh, we're recording rather late. He, he works the night shift. And because he works the night shift, we, uh, we kind of give him a little bit of liberty in the morning and, and let him sleep in quite a bit because, dude, we've done it. We were both uh, well, very well versed in late night food service. In fact, that's where we met. And uh, when you get home, you're not going to go straight to bed. You just can't. So like, this is probably the same deal. Even if you're out partying all night, you, I, I, I'm assuming you don't just walk in the door and fall asleep. You kind of have to chill out a little bit. So yeah, I can understand the idea of 10 a.m. being too early to go to work. But what do you have to do with a probation officer? You just check in with them, right? You know, I've never actually been on probation. Yeah. I've never actually been where I had to check in with a probation officer, but I'm under the impression that you kind of just check in and every so often have to do, like, random UAs. A little bit, little bit of a whiz quiz. Yeah, but I, he couldn't pass the whiz quiz if he's buzzing, buzzing the night he got out of his <laughs> jail cell. Poor guy. Dang it. Guys, thanks for joining us this week uh, for another episode of Live from the White Bronco. We sure appreciate the support. If you have any questions or comments, uh, stories you'd like to share please contact us at whitebroncopodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Thanks, guys. Have a great night.